Yes, guys, welcome back to the Yid Kid channel. Um, thank you so much for coming on the channel so far, um, watching us live. Um, and this is another podcast that you can find us on Spotify and on Apple iTunes. But let's today's Monday. Let's bring in the guests as we always do on Mondays. First of all, the, as always, Brian Dago, such big support to the channel, and he's on again, at it again. Brian Dago, big up to yourself. How are you today? I'm doing very good, Daniel. So how are you, buddy? I'm great. Um, how's the weather over there in Canada? It's actually not been too bad. Yesterday, during the football, it was rainy, just typical England. Today's got warm. The air conditioning's back on in the bedroom. And I'm hoping it's going to start getting hotter because we're, we're getting to, what, mid-July now. And then after August and September, winter starts creeping in. And I definitely prefer summer to winter in Canada. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I mean, in here in Florida, we hope for it not to be hot. So it's yeah. a completely different story. But let's bring on the other guests. Kieran is here today on his first appearance on the channel. Big up, Kieran. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you, Kieran? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Good to see you, Brian, as always. How do you care, buddy? Uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. And uh, like you, Yid Kid, I'm just about 12 hours north of you up here in Virginia. And we are, are sweating all the way through our clothes. It is miserably hot and humid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could very much relate with you there. There's a comment here from Yupped Up here. Thank you so much for being here. Um, yeah, so usually these this stream, it doesn't usually get that much views. It gets more views when I put it on my channel because what I do is I, may, I put it on this channel where um, you don't really... It's like not with as much subscriber as mine because my channel doesn't allow me to stream for some reason. But then when I put it on my channel, people watch it more that way. But another comment here from Yub Dub, Big Up Daniel, Brian, and Mr. Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kerr. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yet, oh, there's another guest here. And Eugene is here. Eugene, how are you? Hey, Big Up hey. What's up, Eugene, buddy? I love your background, mate. Yeah. Trying something out new, so hold on. Test yeah, you just got to be careful with those green skis because you, you, you could soon be in the world. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right. Looks a bit better this way. It was a pepper angle earlier. Uh, you sometimes get some new things and you just want to play with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can definitely yeah. agree with you there. But let's go through the topics of today's episode. We've got a meme yeah. of the week, Spurs news. Levy rant, and then an outside of Tottenham segment to end it off with. Um, so let's go straight to the meme of the week. It's from Maddie Hayes. Um, it's an absolute. You couldn't really count it as a meme, but it's it's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Do you know what I have to say? Well, well I actually thought, seeing that Italy were trading there, we were destined to win. That was my number one thing, but it's actually worked the other way. So uh, it just just goes to show it's Spurs. Hey, you have job saying hi, Eugene. Hi. Um, so let's go straight to the news because there is a lot of to go through this episode. Obviously, what happened in the national football this weekend. But um, apparently, Harry Kane, um, Harry Kane is being valued two hundred mil by Tottenham Hotspur. Um. Now, it depends because if we do get a player in exchange, that price is going to go down way more. But um, Tottenham slapped 200 mil valuation on Superstar to slave off Man United and Man City from the lean and back. Um, according, Tottenham, according to the Italian publications, Tuto Mercato, 
Web um, Express. Tottenham Hotspur have slapped a 200, val 200 mil valuation of a superstar Harry Kane amid rising interest from Manchester United and Manchester City. What are your thoughts on this? Because obviously Levy's going to do whatever he can to make it as stressful for all the other chairmen in the world. So let's go. You, Brian, first. What do you think of this? Uh, I think you've just seen the very, very, very... I, I've been speaking about this and I've said it... I think I said it yesterday. I think I actually said it on uh, on your show yesterday, uh, Eugene, when I said... Do you remember when I said I think 150 million is the asking price, but if a price comes in... Uh, around 120 near the end that's what he's going to accept so to me what he's done is he's just put the market down saying i want 200 you come in with 150 and i'm going to say yes and that's why i think he's done he's put a 50 million price on it that is wiggle room and is, you don't have to go for a house and like i said you say the house oh, it's worth 2.5 million and then someone will go oh we've got an offer of two and then they try and meet in the middle that's what this 200 means to me. I don't think anyone's going to bid 200 for him. Not a chance. Uh, Neymar went for that price, but you've got to remember Neymar was a lot younger. Um, and obviously, marketability and going to Paris Saint-Germain was uh, a team that they could afford it. Man City can afford it. Everyone's saying that they won't spend that kind of money. They haven't done it before. Um, but I, 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 so wrap up, I just think that 200 million price tag has been put on to say that 150 million, what we thought was the starting price, now he's like, right, anywhere between 150 and 200 is where we take it. Bottom price, 150. Yeah. Eugene, what are your thoughts on that? I guess it's gone to the sense that I thought it would be 150, but I think Levy's trying to outprice everybody now. Simple as that. And that's the only way I guess Levy is telling Kane, okay. If someone comes in with 200, you can go. <laughs> That's the bottom line for him. And who's going to pay 200 for Kane? At the moment, I don't think that's quite... I don't see it at the moment. I don't see it. Unless something like maybe PSG comes in, right? PSG has already spent that money on Neymar before, but will they spend another 200 on Kane? That's the big question. Uh, MCT has not breached that kind of levels before i think the max they'll go is 75 80 right so uh i guess kane might be staying if that is the way it's going yeah yeah kieran what are your thoughts on the 200 million valuation by tottenham yeah i mean i have to agree with the other two guys here it's it's just daniel levy setting a marker down for what he wants and like brian said it, it kind of suggests what he'll accept by putting 200 as the price, the quoted price. It's like MS, it's like when you're buying a car, like there's MSRP, there's the sticker price, and then there's what the dealer gives it to you for. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've maintained, and I know Brian disagrees with this, but, you know, I understand his logic behind it. I, I think that he won't go this summer. I don't think it's possible. I don't think Man City will come in with that kind of money. I don't even think they'll come in with 120. Um, it, I, they could come in with 120, but I, I don't know if Levy accepts that low unless it's like what Brian says and it's deadline day. They come in with 120 and then he accepts that. But I mean, I feel like if he does that, Paratici and Nuno both walk. If you sell Kane on deadline day with no time to replace him, 
I mean, I think that's our director of football and manager quitting immediately because you've just set us up for failure for the season. Um, we don't even have a replacement for Vinicius yet, our backup striker. So, I mean, so if we sell Kane on deadline day, who's going to start at striker? Is it going to be Dane Scarlett, who's 17 years old? Like, yeah, I, I don't see it happening. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is Ruben Diaz not Manchester City's record transfer fee paid? I believe he is. Maybe. Oh, that, Let's have a look. I mean... And I, and, and that was around $80 million or something like that. So, I mean, are they going to double their record transfer fee for Kane? I don't think so, honestly. Um, it looks like they won't get Holland because Holland's likely going to Chelsea. I don't know. I, I mean, PSG, like um, Eugene said, has the money. They could do it. But Kane's already said he doesn't want to leave England. And for PSG, it doesn't make sense to spend Kevin 100 Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, De Bruyne. Versus... Okay, that... Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, if, but yeah, PSG's not going to spend $150 million on a 28-year-old striker when they have Mbappe. The only way Kane goes to PSG is if Kane accepts that he has to leave England, to leave Tot Tottenham, and if Mbappe is sold. And I don't think either of those two things are happening this summer. Would you take, a swap, would you take a swap deal with Kevin De Bruyne? Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it'll never happen, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, when it comes to the Harry Kane situation, obviously I hope he stays, but I think he deserves trophies, and I don't think he's going to find any trophies at Tottenham. You, the thing oh. you got to look at this with as well, Daddy, very quickly is is first of all, can, can I just say to you, if he sells him on transfer deadline day, we don't get a backup. Don't worry about Paratici and Nuno. Daniel Levy best leave the country because there will be absolute anarchy, and I don't mean that in any yeah. jokey. But there will be absolute anarchy. Um, but what you got to look at as well is it's going to be, don't get me wrong, as Spurs fans, we all want Harry Kane to stay. I want him to stay. Do I think he'll stay? I still stick with no, but I'd love to be proved wrong. Love to. But what you got to look at it now is if he doesn't go, another year on his contract goes. If he doesn't win a trophy, he's going to go again. This time the money isn't the same. And we're, we, let's face it, we are still going to have to find a replacement. We, I... I don't know. Yes, we have Venetius last season, but I don't know a club in world football that has had one striker. And I don't mean just one striker they continuously play. I mean one genuine striker. On the roster, yeah. Oh, you know, like literally, that just plays. No rested, no uh, chance to, if he gets an injury or a suspension. And we have to start looking. And no, I don't think we'd ever do it as well. Like the Coutinho deal. Like everyone talks Coutinho. Then we've got Van Dijk and Allison. And we all know we're not going to get that amount of money. But we, I, I, I really want him to stay. But I think his value decreases so much next season. If we don't win a trophy, another year of his contract goes down, so it's down to two. Then Man City are like, right, now you're in my wheelhouse. And it goes. And we lose out on a potential, whatever the difference is from there. And then you've got to think, great business. So, yeah, not to mention, like you said earlier on We Are Tottenham TV too, Brian, if we don't get a viable striker who can take minutes from Kane and keep him off the field for every yep. game and every competition, then we know there's an ankle injury coming. There's going to well, be another one at some point after, after, probably after Christmas. That's usually when it happens. Yep. And that, that as well is going to bring down his value more. So, Which is, yeah. It's also good that we're in the conference <clears throat> league because he won't play the conference league. That's yeah. for damn sure. 
Yeah, <laughs> once we get into the knockout stages, he's going to want to, though. That's the problem. Yeah. He's going to be demanding. Can you imagine we win a trophy and he, he doesn't play in it because it's the Conference League? That yeah. would just be typical Tottenham. Yeah, and he, and he won't get and he won't get the trophy, right? He's no, not part it. of the squad. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys think of this comment here from Nico Nata? He actually plays for my football club, so he's he's asking who is the midfielder Spurs are interested. To be honest, Nico, um, when it comes to midfielders, we have we're overloaded in midfielders. What needs to be happening is we need to offload midfielders. Um, there should there's a few that were interested that obviously. Um, Neil has gone into the the pin the other day um, when Pianic, where we're like our interest was absolutely gone with Pianic. But um, Pianic was the only one that I really heard of gra- greatly that we're interested in. Is there any guy that you guys would want? Yeah, so, so, so Matt Hayes did a, I don't know if you got to see it yesterday. Uh, oh, no, still today. Yeah, still today. The oh, yeah, I saw, Matt, it, I saw it. Matt Hayes did a stream, and obviously, Matt Hayes is the person to go to for, for transfer. He, he's his shows and everything are fantastic. And there was a few mentioned there. But what was more interesting is what he said, that the way that Paratici uh, works is obviously they go looking for, they cast a wide net for defenders. And then once they've sorted that out, they're going to move on. And what Matt Hayes was rightly saying, or rightly what he thinks, and I, I, I can see his logic with it, is I think Tommy Yasu and whoever central defender I think they're a done deal. I think, right, they've sorted defence and now they're moving into midfield. And like they said, it's it's hard. Like, we all know being Spurs fans, we get linked with so many players and none of them turn up to be true because whilst we're looking there, something's going on over here. Um, but there was, I think there, there was a mention today, Renato Sanchez, who actually was superb for Portugal. Superb in the Euros. Um, obviously, this submits the rumours won't go. They just won't go away. Um, and I think there was another couple, but I just can't remember who they were. Yeah. <clears throat> so the ones that, that's I, I, you know, same with Brian. I've I've been hearing the Renato Sanchez, Matty Hayes reported on that. <sighs> that one's oh, the Danish guy. The Danish guy. So. So the thing with the ones that have been reported, I mean, Renato Sanchez would be amazing. Like Brian oh. says, he's an incredible player. But, I mean, he's he's on a Lille team that just won Ligue 1 and is going to be playing in the Champions League. And and this is the problem with a lot of the targets that we're being reported with. A lot of these guys are coming from Champions League teams. And, like, granted, there is kind of that boost in – in, in, in um, the level when you come to the Premier League, it's obviously the greatest league in the world. There's more exposure. You're probably getting higher wages, all of these things. But you're still walking away from Champions League football to come here. And that goes with some of our defensive targets, too, like Maxime Le- uh, Lacroix from uh, Wolfsburg. He would be leaving a club that has chance- Champions League football this season to come here. Um, and then, you know, Domsgaard, uh I believe it's Sampdoria he plays for in Serie A. Uh, the, so I, I believe the, um, I don't know if it's the director of football or the owner came out and essentially said that, oh, the price is now $40 million. So every, it, I, I'm pretty sure what's happening is every time a club comes in to even ask about him, the price goes up 10 million pounds. I mean, this is the kind of stuff you have to deal with when you go to Italy or, or Portugal, some of these leagues to buy players i mean this is just the kind of people who run these clubs i mean it's it's probably not too similar to how other clubs feel when they're trying to deal with daniel levy yeah so, <laughs> but yeah, um 100 but on the topic there of maddie hayes we've got some interesting news 
um, tomorrow. Oh, no, not tomorrow. Um, forgot. I think it might be Thursday or Wednesday. Um, Matty Hayes has agreed to come onto the channel for a, a transfer special to, oh, wow. to go all, to to go over all the transfers. So it's gonna be interesting. Make sure you tune in for that. Well, it's not gonna be live. It's gonna be a replay. But um, make sure you stay tuned for that because it's gonna be a lot of insights that gonna be really interesting. Matty Hayes, as you said, is the man to go for transfers. But Eugene, what, what midfielder would you like to see at Tottenham next season? Uh, at the moment, first, don't talk about what we want to see in Tottenham. Let's see what yeah. we can get out first, right? But uh, the world market is soft, and that goes both ways. Because if if it's soft on one side, it'll be soft on our side too. So I don't know whether we'll be getting the prices that Levy want to release the players that we want to be released. That's the scary part. And to tell you the truth, our budget for signing players this year, I think, is going to be in the range of about 20 to 25 million pounds. Anything above that, right, I guess it's all smoke and mirrors just to keep the fans uh, enticed. Uh, and whether it happens or not, is another thing. That's why you see. Like Tomiyasu is around 22 and it's been haggled down to 15, you know, and it's still being haggling around and hopefully he gets that done. Okay. Uh, and it comes down to, if you're looking about midfielders, we need, we need a creative midfielder. We've missed one since Ericsson's left, right? And Dombele has not performed to the standards that we are looking for him to perform at. Maybe Sabitzer looking quite good at the price below 20 million pounds, but uh, all of a sudden it's gone cold. You know, that's what Tottenham does. It's been hot since last year, even beginning uh, at the end of the season until now, but now it's totally gone cold. Maybe something is going on in the backgrounds that we are not allowed to know, and it might happen uh, because the price is around there. And who else can we look at? Damsgaard, anything above 20, 25, I don't think we're in for it. Renato Sanchez, no way. He's going to cost something like 50. Right? You, you say, so, Eugene, you say, you say that. The thing is, you got to remember the French League is on the verge of collapse financially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they've got Champions yeah. League money. They've lost Gaultier. Mm -hmm. They lost Campo. It's like literally they need the money. I, I understand what you both say with Champions League football, and that's what the club could offer him. But mm -hmm. if the club need to sell, like it's what yeah. needed to do at the moment, and they need money, mm -hmm. I, I, I can't confess to know much about the, the little mm -hmm. team. But I would guess, especially after the Euro Sanchez has had, he's one of their big fish that could uh, could bring in the money they may need. But they're not going to get. Uh, they're not going to sell Renato for twenty mil. That's the thing I'm saying. Renato will sure go for at least thirty to forty minimum, minimum that they're willing yeah. to let him go for. So it's out of our budget to tell the truth. Really out of our budget, right? And I think Eugene makes a great point here with saying that we're not going to be spending more than twenty to twenty five million on players yeah. because I think the total budget. I mean. So reports you, you from Fabrizio Romano and other people have said Tottenham are likely to bring in five five new players this off season window, and and if it's at a rate of twenty to twenty five million, I really do think there is a budget set by Levy of two hundred million for this transfer window, and we're not going to spend a penny over that. Um, and two hundred million, like you do, Kieran? Yeah, I think two hundred million total <laughs> for, five, for five players. And and, oh. and and we're not going to get the money we want for the guys we're selling. Musa Sissoko, he's probably worth realistically, he's probably <laughs> worth five five to eight million. Honestly, uh, I don't think you get more than that for him. Um, Harry Winks, he's English, so if we can sell him to like an Aston Villa, we might get twenty to twenty five million for for him. And uh, Serge Aurier, 
probably between 10 and 15 million if we can sell him to uh, a club in in uh, France or Italy. Um, mm. Maybe we could use him as a make weight for a deal with one of these Italian clubs for a player like a Mikel Domsgaard. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know. Club. It's or a French club. It's it's going to be tough. He's definitely not going to get the moves he wants. This AC Milan link is like two and a half years old. That's not happening. Just like it didn't happen for Danny Rose. It's not happening. And PSG don't want him. They just brought in Hakimi, yeah. Hakimi who's possibly the best right back in the world right now. So, yeah. Kira, yeah. it's quite worrying that you said about uh, five players and 200 million because we don't yeah. spend a penny that we don't bring in. And mm. the first headline that uh, you kids started talking about was two hundred million for Kane, and you yeah. picked two hundred million. Do 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 do. Yeah, it's Daniel Levy's that Daniel Levy's that type of parent that when you go into the mall, when you go into the mall, you go to the exp- expensive aisle. You're looking at all the stuff, and they're like, "Hey, don't look over there. Look at this one." And then they bring you to the cheap aisle. There's a budget. There's a budget. Um, but but breaking news is is really really big news, and it's kind of gone under the cover. Uh, I mean. Tottenham Hotspur are close to signing a namings right for the stadium. Um, let me read the exact article. It's from the Lane and Back. Tottenham Hotspur close to breakthrough um, in stadium naming rights deal. Um, according to the Daily Mail, Tottenham Hotspur are great are making great progress towards achieving a breakthrough for a deal over the Tottenham over the stadium rights names. Um, this could bring in the cash that Levy has been dreaming of, um, but. It depends if who we get the naming rights deal. And it's interesting. What do you think the stadium is going to be called next season? Because, I mean, the Klitsch Arena doesn't sound that great. But um, it, it's it's interesting because what sponsor do you think this could be that could be taking the name from the stadium and instead of the Tonomotsford Stadium, make it their own name? What do you guys think about this? Um, Eugene, you could go first. Uh, first thing is that... Uh... How much is it going to be? I was saying, I was and hearing to 20 mil or 200 mil, I think. Does that mean for a 10-year period, that means uh, 200 mil? I don't know. Uh, I mean, if it goes through, it would be good, right? And yeah. if we do get the money, but if we do get the money, don't expect it to be spent on players, please. Please. Hmm. <laughs> it never is. and never will. Daniel Levy no, will he'll, give himself he'll, a he'll, he'll spend it on his art gallery. He'll give himself a raise. He'll give himself a raise because he's such a great chairman. But the thing is, okay, who is coming in with the money? The part is that you can say it's close, it's close, but who is coming in? Which brand is it? We do not know, right? And why isn't it been let out the name? So whether it will cause a fan base stir again, maybe it's a name that the fan base don't want. Uh, something is going behind the scenes that uh, is being a bit sensitive, right? And to tell the truth, our naming rights uh, is three years late. Three yeah. years late. That's all. The yeah, stadium was late. like three years late. But um, yeah. Brian, so, what's, what's your thoughts on the stadium naming rights? So first of all, I think I've heard 16 times, and I'm not even exaggerating, that we are close to having name and right deals. I, 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 I've heard this so many times now. The thing is, well, I don't know if anyone saw what Alistair Gold broke today. That apparently we are very, very close to signing a lucrative training gear sponsor. Um, which is going to bring more money in to the club. Which apparently is all ours, as he says. 
Now, I don't know if this has come out and it's going to be a combined training deal and training kit and stadium names. Listen, to me and to every other Spurs fan, and I speak on behalf of everyone, I believe, there's one name that stadium is and there's one stadium that name that that will be and that stadium is White Hart Lane. I am not one of these people that for 10 years it's going to be, like I said, the Clinch Arena or or the Levy Bowl or, or the Nike Arena <laughs> or, 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 or Amazon, um, Amazon Arena. <laughs> and then 10 years later, it becomes something else. Um, it's always going to be White Hart Lane. This naming right, uh, it's going to bring money in. It's just whether, whether we uh, get get to spend it but the amount of times I'm sorry Danny I've given you the giggles. Um but but yeah it just comes to the point where um I've heard this so many times and whether this has been released by the club again to try and appease the fans, we we we, we've we've all gone past that. We've all gone past that. We all see what you're doing and it's just a shame that I expect this deal to collapse. I don't even think there is a deal. Because we've heard it so many times. Um, but we shall see. And the thing is, right now, like you, G said, who's coming in to spend the money? Who's coming in? Because at the moment, and I'm not just saying this because of my blatant hatred towards Levy. If I look at a Premier League club I want to invest in right now, the current state that we're in, with our striker wanting to leave, um, the, the chairman... The, the transfer fees that are out in the Europa, Europa Conference League. So we do not look as attractive as we did during Poch. Or when we when we had Mourinho just because of Mourinho's name. Not judging on what he did as a manager, Mourinho's name is huge. And it would attract sponsors. Bang, 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 bang. And we just haven't got that at the moment. So yeah. I, I can't even think um, who it would be. But I... I've just heard this story, Daniel, so many times. So yeah. many times. Uh, we'll, 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 I'll see it when I believe it. Or I'll believe it when I see it, shall I say? Yeah, I'll definitely be looking interested to buy some tickets to the Levy Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Kieran, what are your thoughts on the stadium rights deal? I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure who it could be. I just... I remember at the beginning of this, when we first started hearing about the naming rights and he, he was wanting $250 million deal for the naming rights or something like that. I mean, it's just ridiculous because if, if you keep up with this sort of thing, you know that people don't, they don't pay that anymore. Companies don't pay that kind of deal for stadium naming rights anymore. It's just not worth that. The, the, it's not, Put, to put the name on the outside of the building is not enough of a um, exposure for the brand for the, them to justify that kind of deal. Um, so I, I think there's other stuff um, embroiled in this deal that probably has nothing to do with the stadium rights. Um, as we know, you know, Enoch and Tavistock own lots of property. So maybe it has something to do with one of the companies that's part of the uh, ongoing gentrification effort of North London by Tavistock Group. Uh, there's, I, I feel like there's some some inside baseball going on here, um, and we're not going to be privy to, privy to any of that information. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really change anything. I agree with Brian. It's White Hart Lane. Uh, I, I personally, you know, I, I'm not English, so you know, I, my word is only worth so much on this sort of thing. I'm not from Tottenham, but I believe that stadium should have never been built. 
And um, I think the removal, uh, and I, I know they re replaced his remains, but the removal of Bill Nix remains, um, you know, I'm not a, a, a very superstitious guy, but one thing I do know is you don't move the dead. You don't, you don't, you leave the dead where they lie. And I don't know. Sometimes I get the feeling that a lot of the things we go through right now, maybe it's the curse of Bill Nick, you know? Yeah. 100% spot on all of you guys. Um, what does naming rights do? I honestly agree with you when you say it doesn't mean as much for you to have a name on the stadium. Um, it's just something that you read. Oh, I'm going to be going to the, to the, uh, the Amazon arena or the, AIA stadium, it, it doesn't mean anything. It, it, you're not going to be looking at a name of the stadium. The Amazon, the Amazon arena. Oh my God, let me order a package on Amazon. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, if you were a very, very small company, you would want your, your name to be on billboards, right? But on top of a stadium for that much, it just doesn't make sense to me. On a billboard, the name would even be bigger. So it doesn't really... Yeah, Daddy, would... Daddy, you you got to remember, this is the club that signed the deal with Dulux. Yeah, I mean, mm. maybe it will be the Ju the Julux Arena. Uh, oh, do, do you know what? Is... If, it is, if it is, just just I I I won't be held responsible for my actions. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and then Dulux is the company with the the dog mascot that mocked yep, us. That, right? that mocked us, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that, that's yep. it. They're, they're Although I must I must I must admit, there's a there's an airline back home, and I hate them. I don't know if you heard of them over. This side mm. of the pod, and especially you uh, in Malaysia, called Ryanair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Ryanair are the worst airline. It basically, you can go to Rome for a pound, but you have to spend, like this is what they used to do, but it's two pounds to use the toilet on the plane. The to <laughs> it's, it's like, this is how stupid, and they, <laughs> and they literally, they literally just cut off flights and do anything. Um, they are just like, the weirdest and just shittest airline. Yeah. I like, checked them out. Like they're there. But what where I was coming with this is Amazon said that their new uh, Prime documentary is going to be about Arsenal, and Ryanair said, "Yeah, well, unfortunately, this won't involve European travel." And I was just like, I started wetting myself because when they've done Tottenham <laughs> and Man City, obviously we were in the Champions League, <laughs> and it was like, "Yeah, unfortunately, you won't be using it. Uh, you won't be using." It. And it was Ryanair, the cheapest of the cheapest. Uh, like, hold on. Like, do you um, know what? Ryan, we, we have that version. Actually, we have Air Asia, the biggest <clears throat> and, and the first low budget airline in the world. And Ryanair is copying us. So we know Wait. about the cheap oh, price. There you go. Yeah. But oh. then you have to pay the, the, the food, you have to pay for it. No, but of course, we don't charge you for the loo, right? If we charge you for the loo, that's a bit sad. <laughs> but the rest of the other amenities, you have to pay for it. That's all. But yeah, of course, the ticket price is low. Yeah, so we've been through it. So uh, it's just brilliant. Yeah, it's the Julius do it but, to us. It's like and then yeah. for them to do it to them, it's perfect. I'd honestly be really interested into watching that that um, Arsenal show because it's just going to be so embarrassing for those Gunners. I, I mean, can't I wait see, to watch it. I want to see Aubameyang doing backflips in the training ground when they beat when they tied a Fulham one one um, with a last minute penalty. It was it's going to be amazing to watch that. Um, I, I think Jack Kanicki on the Irish Hotspur said something about we'll get yeah. to uh, look at all the different ways that uh, uh, Mikel Arteta likes to tactically set up his <clears throat> cones, cones on the training <laughs> yeah. field. You know, all the different cone formations <laughs> that yeah. they go through. 
that, that would it's gonna be a fantastic show not for the gunners but for us but exactly. uh, moving moving on to the next story and it's something um that it was basically just expected um and everybody knew it was just happened it was just a matter of when not if um and it's it's um from well, um, it's from the no it's not okay i honestly don't know the source but I'll I'll look it up in one minute. But apparently, Joe, it's official. Jules Conde has no interest in Spurs, and it's very unlikely to leave Sevilla. I mean, does this mean we should go full in on um? Uh, I forgot his name. Anderson. No, not Anderson. Um, Lacroix. 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 Okay. Lacroix. Do you think that we should mean that we should go full in on Lacroix, or should we? I mean, should we just try and sign him and another one without putting full effort into him? What do you think first, Kieran? Yeah, I mean, I, I released a uh, video uh, yesterday. Yeah, I think it was yesterday um, where I was going over a lot of these transfer targets. And one of the things I said was uh, when I got to Jules Koundé, just it's not happening. Get it out of your mind. There's no chance in hell. He's never going to come here. Um, he's getting Champions League football at Sevilla. Coming here would be a step down. Beyond that, um, he, he was reported as, as calling us a second-tier club. You know, I he he has no interest. And a player like that has no interest in us. We can't afford him anyway. He's like 50, 60 million probably. Um, I mean, this guy could be one of the top center backs in the world in a year or two's time. So, it, it yeah, get it out of your heads. It's not happening. I think lacrosse is a much better option. Um, again, Wolfsburg have Champions League football this season. Will they have it next season? Probably not. Honestly, them finishing in the top four in the Bundesliga is not a common thing for that club. They're a good, good club. Nothing against Wolfsburg, but but they're not like perennial top four contenders in Germany. So, I mean, I think Frankfurt and uh, Mönchengladbach, some of these other teams had really poor seasons relative to the talent they have on the squad. So, I, I mean, I think it would be easier to pry him away from his club. He's about half price, and he's very promising. So I think he's a better option. And and if we can't get him in, yeah, go get Joaquin Anderson. He's got, uh, he's got Premier League experience. He came in on loan at Fulham and got the captaincy. I, why not, you know? Yeah, just before we go on to the next um, person to say what they think, it was from SB. Um, S- wait, I mean, oh God, I've lost it again. SB Nation was the source, um, so I, I'm not really sure if they're too reliable, but it, it, pretty much you don't need to be reliable to say Jules Conde has no interest in coming to Tottenham. Um, my any my man in the street that is the boy cry wolf could say that and everybody would believe it. It's literally just it's just a fact. Um, it's like saying the sky is blue. But um, Brian, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think we know where I'm going with this. Um, could they? <coughs> This was the, let's pick one of the brightest defenders in the world and make it look like we're going for him. We're really going to go for him. Yeah, we're really interested. We're, yeah, we're really... Oh, no, 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 buddy. Oh, no, no, we're not going to do it. Why, 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 why? And as Kira said, I didn't know he called us a second-rate team. First of all, he's right. Let's get that right. That's what we are now. We, we are back to where we kind of were. Um, secondly, if I was a great businessman, and I was a fan of the club and had money, I'd say, do you know what? I think you're going to be one of the brightest defenders in the world. And I'm going to pay the money for it. I'm not going to go and spend five million like I did for Deli Alley and just hope 
that you come there. I need to invest in a centre back, but we can't do that. We don't live in a a, a fairy tale world where we we we're owned by Manchester City owners or, or Chelsea. Kunde was never ever ever coming. Like Skriniar was never ever ever coming. The one, I mean, this Lacroix. I, I, so I, I'll be very very serious with you. What Daniel Levy has done to me, and I don't mean this, I'm not going to go around right about him. What he's actually done to me is during this pandemic where obviously football has been a help to so many people, whether it be the fan channels that we all do or or the team that you support, Daniel Levy's had the opposite effect for me. I literally have watched Tottenham because I've had to watch Tottenham because it's my team and I don't watch any more football. The joy... Has gone. I'd watch any football match you could give me, especially when we're in a lockdown. Um, and it got to the point where when, when England scored their first goal in the Euros against Croatia, it was the first goal I got up and cheered and shouted since Lameda scored that Rabona. Because the rest of the season, I was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. I, I, I just... So Same. this so this, this yeah. look at Lacroix, I, 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 I'm not going to comment on him because I don't know anything about him whatsoever. I'm going to have to do what I did with... Uh, um, uh, Tomiyasu, uh, uh, that is his name, the Japanese guy, is it? Tomiyasu? <clears throat> Tomiyasu. 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 Oh, that's so close. Tomiyasu, um, <laughs> and I'm going to have to Google him. I'm going to have to do a Danny Rose. Um, or or you could just watch my video on uh, Tottenham Transfer. <laughs> you know what? I love <laughs> that bucket. I, 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 know, I know I follow you, but what? And I subscribe. What is your channel again? Right here, Spursic. Yeah, right make there. sure everybody that's watching, yeah. watching as well subscribe. Do you know what? I've seen you commenting on my Twitter. I was like, I know who it is. I know who it is. I know who it is. <laughs> and I knew, I knew it was you. I knew, idiot. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah. So, so I will watch that video this evening uh, when we finish. But look, let's be serious. We're going to end up with Anderson. If it's anyone, he's twenty to twenty-five mil. We've been after him for seven years. We tried to get him out of three different clubs, but we wouldn't pay the money. Now he's at a club where they need to sell him to get money. Here we are. Um, listen, I, I rate Anderson. but He's good. What, he's a good player. What it is, Kieran, what I think with Anderson is he needs a screen yard next to him. You have an Anderson and a, and a Tanganga or, or, or another central defender. <coughs> Excuse me. You need that rock hard take no prisoners, warrior in defence to say, right, this is the line, you follow me. Don't get me wrong, I think Anderson is phenomenal. But I think he's like, when we had Ledley King, anyone that played next to Ledley King automatically became a better player than when Ledley King was out the side. And I think Anderson is one of those players that need a, a Ledley King type solid defender next to him. In other so, words, Anderson is an older viral, what we need as a Vertonghen. Exactly. Exactly, my man. And yeah. I, 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 mate, if Skriniar's still down to 45, I don't care about Kunde. I don't go and get the guy that we should have got in the first place. The, For 10 value, million cheaper. Yeah, the, the, the value went up 30 million. He won a league. He was incredible for Inter Milan. Now they need to sell. His price has gone down lower than what the original was. Go get him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eugene, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> on Conde, it will never happen. Out of our reach. Why would he want to come and play for us? We're not even in the Champions League or Europa League. So that's our reach. reach. And for the rest of the defenders that we are most probably being linked with, uh, I agree with Brian. If Toby goes, 
I think he should go for his age and all that. We do need the that solid rock heart and you know a leader of a defender in our back line to lead the youngsters that's coming out like Rodon, Tanga, Tomiyashu, and maybe Anderson, right? Because don't forget, uh, Anderson and Tomiyashu is not in yet, but will Levy actually spend 45 for him, right? So come on, he could have gotten Skriniar last year for Jose and most probably a lot of things would have changed, right? If Jose had his bad line that he wanted. But uh, like you said, the price now is even lower. And we have Paratici, and Paratici has his fingers into the Italian league. Maybe something can be worked out there, right? But Kuande, no, I don't think he's coming. He can I just yeah. can I just jump in with something real quick? Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, I would I would say if if we can't get Skriniar, I think Roden has all of the tools yeah. to become that kind of defender. He's big. He's tall. He's powerful. Yep. Where he lacks is the experience and the positional awareness yeah. that a center back like Skriniar, who's been playing at the top level for as long as he has, you know, already has as part of his game. I think that if we can't get Skriniar, and I know this is not going to be, you know, music to anyone's ears, but if we need a guy to come in for just a season or two, maybe not even play every game, but play maybe the majority of Premier League games and give that experience to the young defenders like Tanganga and uh, Joe Roden coming up, Jerome Bo Boateng is a free agent. And I understand, I understand he's, he, he's, he's over the hill and his legs aren't really there. But if you're talking about the wealth of experience that he can give to these young and up-and-coming defenders, he's been at the high, absolute highest levels of the game, playing for the German national team, for Bayern Munich. I, I just, I think if, if, if we can't do better, if we can't bring in a guy like Skriniar, I think that's an excellent choice. Go and get him, free agent, he's cheap, he won't demand a lot in wages, and he'll he'll bring valuable experience to these young developing center backs. Yeah, yeah. you know, actually, who who we should get, right? We should get one of the Italian defenders from the Euros, either Chiellini <laughs> or. How they did get drug tested last night? Honestly, they're both eighty three years old, and their stamina <laughs> was just ridiculous. But I, Joe Kieran. I didn't forget about Roden, but I, I, I want Roden to be the number one defender next year. I think he was sensational for the Euros. Yeah. Ryan Mason showed his lack of management skills, which has to be developed. Don't get me wrong. He, he'll, he'll come back. He'll come stronger. But when Mourinho left in the last few weeks, Roden was our best defender by country mile. Yeah. And then he just went missing. Now, what I'm thinking with Nuno, if we're playing a back three, I'd love to see Roden... You, you need, I would say, if you're playing a back three, you need five centre-backs. So I would say Anderson, Skriniar, Tanganga, Roden. And then, who's the other one I was going to say? Oh, yeah, and a push if we can't get another one. And I still think he can do a job for us here is Ben Davies as a left centre-back. He does yeah. it for Wales. And if you look at the Deadwood, and I've said it everywhere, yes, he needs to go because he's not good enough. He's been there too long. But um, all the Deadwood... I can guarantee you Ben Davis is not causing any problems. He is I there. Am. He is professional. I wouldn't even call him dead. I'd call him Deadwood as in... He He's needs been to here go. too long. He's been... But yeah. I, I, when I associate the word Deadwood, I mean, I'm talking about the troublemakers, the poison yeah. challenges, the ones that are sinking their claws and seeping the poison in. 
And mm. I don't put Ben Davies in that bracket. No. But, so, I, I, think, I, I think one thing, though, I hear this a lot about the Ben Davies plays in a, a left side of a back three for Wales, and he does. But uh, l- let's not forget uh, Europa League, group stage, Royal Antwerp. Oh, no, of course. He's playing on the left side of a back three, slips and falls, gives away a goal, and we end up losing that game off that uh, one goal. So I, I'm just saying that I, you, you, you know, know I, as a bench option, he's not terrible. But I think when you're bringing in Tomiyasu, who's ambidextrous, not 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 even he's good on his weak foot. He is literally ambidextrous. <laughs> I mean, this guy is perfect to play as a right back or a left back in a back four. And then when you switch to a back three, he can play on the left side of a back three. And, yeah, also- and then you can have Tangango or Rodan on the right side of the back three. And if we don't have Alderweireld anymore, you put... Joaquin Anderson right in the center where Alderweireld normally would be, and then he's got the whole field in front of him to shoot those cross those cross field diagonal yep. balls like Alderweireld has done for us for so many years. Yes, yeah, also, also say Kieran. Oh, sorry, Dad. I'm just going to say yeah, one thing very, no, very, very quickly. I'll be two seconds. What I would say is Ben Davies. We're talking about him. that goal again. Well, you got to remember for the last few seasons. He's played one game left back. Then it's okay. We're going to about five. Let's play left centre back. Then it's oh no no. Let's go left back. And he hasn't had that rotate. What you've got to remember, with those five centre-backs that I've named with him there, you've got to look at it. Next season, if we play about five, Sessignon and Regulon are the wing-backs. Yeah. You're not, you, you will become a left centre-back that will play when I want you to play. You won't be first choice, so you're not going to get playing like nine games on the road when he had to when Regulon was injured. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to... I know exactly what you're saying, and I agree, but I think it's good because... He just had to play when Regulon weren't there. And then if we were a defender short, it's like, oh, well, we haven't got a defender short. You've got to play a, posi- a player in a position and keep him there. That, I agree. That... Absolutely. Sorry, Daniel. Yeah, I think we could it. see him yeah. play, play uh, there in a lot of the Conference League games. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was also just going to say, um, for the outside of Tottenham segment, I have some very good news. And I have the footage of when Pickford saved the penalties so I'm going to play my reaction to that. When we get to the outside of Tottenham, well, I think well, we are on the outside of Tottenham segment now. Um, so we're, we went over the, all the Spurs news. Pretty interesting. What happened with the England result? Obviously, um, horrible, horrible. But how far we went, how far we went, how, how strong we went, how hard we pushed. Dude, those memories that you get, um, especially with my family members jumping up, celebrating the goal, I mean, the saves and the penalty. It's something that you're never going to get again, um, especially for a very long time. Obviously, Qatar is coming up next year. Hopefully, we can recreate something like that. But, um, yeah, this is going to be my footage of when Pickford saved the two penalties. The, by the way, the, the first one is the one where Jorginho takes it. So that's basically the one that's more emotion. The keeper is right. The keeper is right. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much. Well, the neighbors were bringing in complaints. They wanted to sleep, and I was screaming too much. <laughs> um, I mean, it ended. It didn't end very good. Um, in that note, but um, yeah. 
it was great memories watching those games with my family. And it is, it's phenomenal stuff like that that you're never going to forget. But um, obviously, let's get into the – we're going to go through the Euros first, and then we're going to go through what happened in the Copa America. What do you guys think about the Euros? Because, honestly, I think Southgate made a mistake. I think he's been phenomenal the whole tournament, but Southgate made a mistake. You can't put an 18-year-old to take the last penalty in a Euro Cup final. It just doesn't make sense, right? You're putting all the pressure on him, all the pressure in the world on that one man. The, the guy has carrying – he has got all the pressure on his shoulders – like he's gonna break his back. That's that's the it's it's incredible when you think about it. And if he would have scored, obviously you would think that he would be the best. And obviously the Arsenal, the Gunners would have gone mad. But um, when it comes to the penalty shootout, I mean it's gonna mess up his confidence for the future. This is gonna be a stain on the shirt for a very long time to come. And so it's gonna be very very hard for Saka to continue on. But what are your thoughts on that Euro game? I know it was pretty hard for you, Brian, being an English person. And I mean, I'm not even English, but I, I really much support England by heart. But what do you think of that Euro final? I know it's pretty hard for you. So first of all, Daniel, as you know, you and me were on We Are Tottenham TV this morning. And you were on straight after me. And I was actually at work. Oh, I'm still working from home, but I had the TV on, so I listened to you. <laughs> and when I heard you say like, you how upset you got with, with England, you were like literally tears. It, it, it means, I, I, I've obviously been an England fan for obvious reasons. Um, I've uh, I had to wait a long time to get to a final. And I really wanted to watch with my dad. But obviously, back in England, it, it, COVID, blah, 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 I just couldn't do it. And my dad was permitted on the day England won the World Cup. And it was his birthday today, as in the 12th, the day after. So I was like, please, lightly strike twice and let my dad just have this. Um, and... I just want to talk about the penalties because the game, everyone's been talking about the game. Um, first of all, in Euro 96 and France 98, we went out penalties to Germany in the Euros and we went out penalties to Argentina in the World Cup. We had a player. The best midfield partnership I've ever seen for England was Paul Gascoigne, my favourite player of all time, and Paul Lintz. Now, Paul Lynch was a mental warrior. Like, he was the most passionate, had the mentality, stood up hard as nails. He refused to be one of the first five to take a penalty. And he'd actually turned his back because he got so superstitious, he wouldn't watch it. And when I saw Bakari Saka go up and take a penalty, and he's not even taken a penalty for Arsenal, ever. Yeah. And it's you're taking the fifth penalty, which either way is either winner takes all or or... Game over. The pressure that was on him in England, in a final, I know for a fact that Gareth Southgate may be saying, oh, I chose this five. I feel, and we'll talk about what happened after the game very shortly, I'm disgusted that a Raheem Sterling or someone didn't tie it up and say, do you know what, mate? I've had to deal with all this stuff. Being And Raheem's gone through a lot. But Raheem is a big game player. He's proved it through this Euros. He's played in the Champions League final. He's won leagues. He's won this. This is where the mentality and this teamwork and this bond that's come in. It's got to the point where no one wants to be the full guy. Like I, I, I'll be honest. I go into every single penalty shootout England go into. And the first thing I say is if we lose, just please don't be a Spurs player that misses it. Just please don't be a Spurs player. Now, I hate Arsenal with a passion. I hate one more thing more than Arsenal, and that's Daniel Levy. 
<laughs> and I would not wish what happened to Bakari Saka, Jaden Sancho, and Marcus Rashford in a million years. Now, with Marcus Rashford, he's got a good penalty record and he's taken some very important penalties for Manchester United. What he has never done is that stupid run-up. And of all games to try a stupid run-up, do it in a pre-season friendly. Do it in an FA Cup game. Do it in a what? Do it in England friendly. Do not do it in the final of a European tournament when you're the first final that England have been in for 55 years. And then, obviously, the result came in. Now, I am going to be very careful. I am ashamed, embarrassed, and disgusted to be English right now. And I swear to God, if we had won yesterday and those things had gone off, which I doubt they would have in that respect because we would have won, it would have all gone. I would have wanted them to Italy to be given the trophy. We do not deserve it. This is a time when COVID has come in, taken the world apart, ripped it apart. People haven't got a home to go to. People have lost their jobs, their parents, their children, their grandparents. And this happened. And the, I've seen a lot of horrific stuff. Like Everyone's seen stuff on social media because that's what we do. But I've, I've seen from my friend's phone some horrific, horrific things. Um, and the fact that it came out within seconds, like Bob Spur came onto our channel yesterday um, and spoke that within minutes of, uh, of Saka missing that penalty, there was a picture released by an animal that had the George Floyd picture, but they put Bakari Saka's head on George Floyd and they put Kalini's face as the police officer. That was within minutes. Now, when you think about that, that had to be, with all the editing and whatever goes in, that had to be pre-done, thinking, right, if there's, an, if there's a black person that messes up, what can we do? The vile scum that I have in my country is making me sick. And it started from the very, very beginning of the game when I don't know if you've seen the footage when the people that didn't have tickets stormed the ground yeah, and literally sure. ran into the stadium. Then you've got the animals trying to beat them up and they're kicking kids. There were stabbings. There was. And the sad thing is, as Gary Neville said it, <clears> and I, I, I came onto yours, didn't I? Uh, Eugene, I was on your show yeah. and I said to you, and I made, a, I made a whole big thing said, do you know what? The police, when I was on his show Sunday morning, probably woke up and just like, Please win. Please win. Yeah. Please win. Because if we win, it'll be all those naked idiots and snort and doing all their yeah, stuff really that happy. they're doing. And it'll be happy to all that. I'll go home, go home, or win Nick here. Go home, or go home. And uh, so I spoke to Wiggy today. Now everyone knows who Wiggy is. He's on Tottenham away. He's a great, great guy. He's Italian. He went to watch the game with his family in Hoddesdon. And it's a very, very heavily populated Italian area. And obviously, after they won, they wanted to celebrate. There's a very famous restaurant in that part of Italian. The police went up to that restaurant and a few of the shops and said, listen, you need to shut at 8 o'clock or started at three, uh, 8 o'clock. Sorry, you need to shut whatever time after the game, like, quickly. They're like, are you mad? We've just won the Euros. Um, we want to... They're like, listen, we're telling you now, for your own safety, 
closed. The pubs are remaining open, but closed. And they said, you, don't get me wrong, you haven't got the... It's not. I'm not telling you to close it by law, but I do have to tell you that if anything does happen here, we may not be able to get you quickly because we've warned you we may be doing other things. I was like, now I was like, Jesus goddamn Christ. Now, I know over here in Canada at the moment, and I don't know a lot of the backgrounds, so I'm not going to claim to get into it or whatever, but there's, I haven't seen racism like I do at home in England, but I know there's a big thing with the indigenous people and it's not, it's not pleasant, but I don't know too much about it. So I'm not going to go into it, but waking up today, I've got, I'm Jewish. Anti-Semitism is, is, is just as bad as how it is with, with black people over there and any other race in order to see that's just not to say Jewish. I've got four nephews and a, and a niece and they're growing up in this. Thankfully, my sister and my brother are, are quite wealthy and, and they, they won't be, but as they grow up, uh, the, the oldest two are nine. So when we're talking 10 years' time, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dreading it. England should be appalled of themselves. And I want to I say a huge, huge big up to Tyrone Mings. Yeah. Who has gone straight after one of the stupid people in the Conservative Party. Harry Kane has come out because Harry Kane does what Harry Kane does. Yeah, Harry Kane is Harry Kane. And... Like I said, it, it's very. I'm very proud to be English. Normally, I know we come with the hooliganism. Like we all get tarred with the same brush. Like everyone around the world gets tarred with the minority. Whatever. I'm just ashamed, and I just hope every black person, Arab, Jewish person, was safe yesterday because we knew it was going to happen, and unfortunately, we still couldn't do anything about it. And it, it, it social media has got to come into this now, and just you've got to provide a passport or get a credit check or something because this, this needs to stop. Yeah. 100%. Um, Kieran, what were your thoughts on the Euro final? I know you're pretty much a neutral, I think, but, um, yeah. what were your thoughts on that game? And it's been, give us what you think about the, about what happened to Saka. Cause obviously it's, it's not right. Even though he's a gunner, I don't wish that on anybody. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just get, the football part out of the way first before I touch on some of the things that Brian said. And, and Brian, big up to you, man. I, I think you're a great guy. I watch you all the time on all the channels. I always love when you're on and everything, every word you just said was pure, unadulterated truth, honesty, and uh, I appreciate you for saying it. Thank you, um, Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, let's get the football out of the way. So, um, I agree that... Hold on, just lost my camera for a second. I was about to say, you agree that Bowers re-signed by the old picture? Yeah. <laughs> that Actually, that was my birthday, which was the day he did re-sign. I don't know. Oh, wow, what a present. Oh, my Yeah, days. I know. I it was a big deal. Right. And my girlfriend got me that jersey, which is the 2008, uh, the 125-year anniversary jersey. Um, the blue and the white. The blue and the white with the mansion bet. The felt, the felt logo, and the kit. felt. I loved all. Oh, kit. The, Puma, the Puma kits were something else, but um, anyway, yeah. So with 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 the with the game with England, I think Southgate has done an incredible job with this squad. I think um, from the beginning of the Euros all the way through, this team just battled through each and every game and made every team they came up against work for every single inch, moving the ball forward. It, it was. It, it was incredible. I think the teamwork, the bond between the players and this England team is, 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 is something really special. And I think 
this is only the beginning. England fans who are watching, you know, I, I'm not an England fan myself. I, I, I did want England to win simply because I wanted Harry Kane to lift that trophy. Um, but, you know, obviously I'm American. I support our crappy national team and our women's national team, which is the best in the world. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, take heart, England fans, because this is just the beginning for you. Um, yeah. Not only are the, is the generation of players who are currently in the team incredible, but some of the young talent coming up through these English academies is 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 incredible, and, and, and it's mm -hmm. only going to get better. Um, Southgate absolutely must retain his job. Um, and I, I think he is the, per I think it's going to, I think England is going to do something special in the world cup. I don't know if they'll win, but honestly, after watching the Copa America final, and I know we'll get into that, the traditional non-European giants of Argentina and Brazil, honestly, don't look that much of a threat to, to the major yeah. teams in Europe, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So leaving the uh, the last thing for the football, um, I'll say, um, and this will lead into the other stuff, is for the penalties, one, for the game in general, I think Southgate got it wrong. I think England should have played on the front foot from the beginning. I think Italy bided their time, let England wear themselves out, and then in, in the end, they just sat back and defended while England tried to push wave after wave through extra time. It, it's funny because... Italy, England let Italy dominate almost the entirety of uh, of, regu uh, of regulation time. And once it got into extra time, that's when England got on the ball and started making wave after wave of attack. Italy had been sitting comfortably on the ball the entire game. They weren't worn out. They weren't tired. So they just sat back and defended their box, and England couldn't find a way through. I, 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 think, mm. I think Gareth Southgate had penalties in his mind the entire game, before the game. After the semifinal, he was thinking about this game going to penalties. And I, I think it's understandable because of what he's known for uh, for England, which is missing that crucial penalty. So, But I, I think he got it wrong, and I think what he did with allowing a 19-year-old with only one season of – one full season of professional top-flight football under his belt to take that fifth penalty, it, it's criminal. It's, it's, it's managerial malpractice. And he owes him, he owes Bukayo Saka a debt of gratitude that could last a lifetime. Because yeah. he risked not only that kid's career, but more importantly, his mental health and put him up there to be a target for all of the things that he and Marcus Rashford and Jaden Sancho are now receiving from the English public. Yeah, uh, to con to continue on the rest of the stuff, obviously I'm not English, so I can't speak to a lot of the cultural undercurrents that um, produce this kind of vile racism. Um, and obviously in America, interpersonal racism is still very much alive and well. This country has a horrible history of it. My mom is actually biracial. So I grew up with black family, um, my cousins, my uncle, my grandmother. So I'm very, very much aware of racial issues. And I've been you know, raised with a consciousness about these kinds of things from, you know, from childhood. Um, and obviously in America, racism more often shows itself in a systemic way through, through, the, through the way the government operates, and especially through the police. In England, it seems to be different. It seems to be much more interpersonal. And it, I find it strange that the football seems to be the crux of, of, of how racism manifests 
in, in, in England and racist, vile, racist action manifest in England. I, I don't understand the culture undercurrents. Maybe Brian could provide more context. I think it's sad, though. And I think it's sad not only for the players who are receiving it, but I think it's sad for all the people who just enjoyed this run from England. What was a historic cup run? and just, you know, enjoyed every game with their families and, and did it the way it was supposed to be done and supported their country and their nation the way that you're supposed to. And then just to see all this, it's heartbreaking, even for somebody who's yeah. not English, you know. Yeah, Kieran, though, I completely agree with you on everything, but there's, like, one thing. Um, when you said he came in the forum, I don't want to get politic. I don't like talking about politics. None, none at all. Oh, so, sorry. sorry, sorry. Channel. No, 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 not you. It's not you, but because it's a Tottenham channel, I don't want to talk a politics to get anything. But um, you said it gets into the way police racist. Is. Um, my father's actually police, and he is nothing racist at all. Oh, well, not so everybody. There's, there's, is. Yeah, exactly. Not there's there's is. some there's some bad ones, and there's some good ones. I was the, the bad apple. There's always a bad apple everywhere. Of course, and I would never paint anybody with the same brush, generalizing groups of people based on where they're from or what job they do or anything is always wrong. Everybody's an individual. Everybody's different. Everybody goes about their lives in different ways. You criticize people by their actions, not by the job that they do, the uniform they wear, or the country they come from, the color of their skin, or their or the language that they speak, period. Um, okay. it, I was just remarking on it, it it just seems different in england in a way that i i'm not especially familiar with as an american that's all i meant yeah I you, so, so the thing is well i mean and this is still sticking within the sport what what i still within i said so when i moved over here to, to north america um obviously i knew the sports were big the nfl the nhl the mls the blah 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 that it's that the, all the the three abbreviation letters that i always get wrong but um my wife took me to a CFL game, which is obviously the Canadian NFL, whatever, which is useless. Um, but anyway, we went, we went to a, a Toronto Argonauts game. And it was the Argonauts versus the Hamilton. Oh, I, Hamilton, give a Tiger monkey, Cats, whatever. right? Oh, well, well, yeah. Well, thank you. I've got no idea. But I've got really, really into the NFL. So my wife said, oh, do you want to go and see this? And I was like, okay, it'll be, why not? And literally, we got to the ground, and I sat in my seats. And literally, within three minutes, the row in front of me was full of the team from the other supporters from the other team. And I was like, uh, mate, what are you doing here? What, what, what are you doing? My wife's like, no, 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 no. You don't have home and away. Oh, we yeah. All sit. And I was like, what? Yeah, that was like, I was like, you what? <laughs> and I was like, how does this? I was like. If I went to Tottenham or if I went to Arsenal and I went and sat next to an Arsenal fan in my Spurs gear, no, I wouldn't no. be told I mate you're somewhere wrong. I will get my absolute done. See you later. Uh, uh, and the thing is, it's the way that this is manifests in football is you don't see it in rugby, which is no. when you think about it, rugby is a more vicious and a more aggressive sport. You'd think, okay. There is just something about football and the way it's happened and eroded in England and evolved and whatever. Now, what I think has played, and I don't mean this to come out wrong, a huge part in this, is because one of the things I heard about with COVID as well, when, when we had the original lockdown, when it originally came and it was all lockdown, lockdown, is literally the police were so scared 
because what was going on with social media with the gangs, because they could not go out and do whatever, was they were convinced there was going to be like, once we get back to normal, there's literally going to be a bloodbath, whether it be through race, whether it be through gangs, whether it be postcodes, whatever. And I think this lockdown and what it's doing to everyone, which is still no bloody excuse, this aggression has just been seeping inside them. And they've not been able to get out. And these thugs are doing it all the time. Listen, if you're a racist, you're a racist. There's no getting away with it. And for some reason, you look at it when we've bent the knee. And you've got to look at not just England. When England have gone to Bulgaria or to these Eastern European channels, and there's the monkey chants or the Zeke holes for anti-Semitic, these countries get fined like £10,000. Oh, yes, a slip on the wrist. Here's 10000 They just get away with it. They just keep getting... I mean, it's amazing how they get fined 10000 but England got a huge rollicking for letting off fireworks in a semi-final. Oh, no, England can't do it within seconds. But to get a, 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 a racial from one of these Eastern European countries or whatever, it takes months. And, oh, yeah, we're going to find you 10000 If we don't come, football is the breeding ground because it's just hooligans that just want... You have the fans, but this is the way that... You've got to remember, the way they do it is they mingle within the crowd. When you're at football and there's 90,000 at Wembley or 62,000 at Tottenham, the police are looking out for everyone. If you're just walking like a normal person, and let's face it, unless you've got swastikas tattooed or whatever, you're, you, you, I could walk along. I'm not racist, but I could be. How do you, te- how do you tell if I'm racist? They just mingle within the crowd and then bang, gunpowder. And until the FA, I mean, even the bend in the knee and like what Tyro Ming said, football has just been the breeding ground. And if you, there's a, there's a load of things on YouTube. If you, I won't go into it too much now because obviously it's a different show for this or whatever. And uh, your, your viewers don't. But there's a a program on why England fans are weighing the, the way they are and how it all began. We went to Luxembourg, a friendly in Luxembourg, which, as you know, is a very, very, very small country, and yeah. we literally destroyed it. England cannot play in Luxembourg again. We literally destroyed the entire so just walk up we destroyed it entirely yeah and they were everywhere and it's, it's just sorry daniel i've gone on one sorry let's talk football let's talk football we need to do more we need to call on yeah. uefa and as football fans we need to do more that's that's the bottom line we need to do yeah. better and we yeah. need to do more yeah eugene what are your thoughts on the euro final because obviously mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm pretty sure you support england but you're kind of a neutral because you're not english but uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you support I, England. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? I support England because uh, our own national team is, you know, not yeah. performing most of the time and we can't get anywhere. Same and here. because of my background with the tight down, I had a few years schooling in the UK when my father was reading law there. Okay, let's get back to the Euros, right? Uh, what Southgate did to bring the English team to the finals is all kudos. But I think during the finals, Southgate gave too much respect to the Italians and he didn't play to his own strengths. So that's what happened. And when we reached the, like, like Brian was saying, well, if we had pressed them and played the game that we played normally, we would have worn down the Italians by the time we went to the 90th minute. And if we went into extra time, we'd have overrun them. But some other Southgate got all his tactics wrong. But uh, can't blame him for that. Maybe that's his first final that he's ever been into. So hopefully he learns from experience. And for the penalty shootout, uh, gosh, three under 25s taking the last three penalties wasn't the prime thing to do. 
right? So uh, what happened has happened. We can't change it. And I'm sure, Brian, you heard what I've said during the show before this show. I was on with uh, Stelios and the gang. Yep. Yeah, and I don't delve too much into it. And I've been saying that uh, all the banes of the world, the ills of society now, is actually coordinated by all the governments of the world, right? And all racism, discrimination happens in every country. Can't hide it. It's there somehow or another, deep-rooted because of our history, okay? And somehow or another, the governments of the world are not changing it because it's divide and conquer. That's all. It's divide yeah. and conquer, right? And for the next World Cup coming up, we will have to keep Southgate because Southgate has united this team, okay? And this team will go on. And, and, uh, I'm just a moderator, but I have an opinion on this as well because I do. I'm a Spurs fan. Um, sorry. Uh, Oh, oh yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, okay. definitely. Yeah, I know you were watching there. Yeah. Definitely check out Will Stewart's debate with Marcelo yeah. and Jason. That's going on. I'm yeah. gonna definitely be watching that back in just. No, a second. I was just yeah, I was just seeing that they've just asked it all. Bosper's just asked a question. I'm just making sure they're not talking about it just yet. Is uh, Bosper's asked, do you think the NFL protests will go ahead, and how important are they? And I, I, yeah. I, 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 I can tell you now, I don't care if it's just me. They are going ahead. Yeah. So, and yeah. I was saying, so uh, let's see what happens during the World Cup in Qatar. And if we do get a group of death and we don't make out of it, so I guess then Southgate will have to go after that. You see? Uh, beyond that, all the other political stuff and all that, nah, not going to do it on your kid's channel. It's too young to be on his channel <laughs> to get too in depth. But uh, the sad thing is that. It breeds in a way that we don't see it, like what uh, Brian said, right? You can't point out who is what and who is doing what and all that until they actually manifest it in front of you. So you can't tell who is the next person next to you, what kind of person he is, and what kind of family background he comes from. So in the end of the day, I think governments of the world should actually start reinventing the education system and to teach the young from a young age that this is not acceptable. Because you must understand, if you have a family like, let's say, Kyrian, he's from interracial and all that, that, that family will teach you the proper steps. Like for my family in Malaysia, we've gone through a lot of things too, because don't forget, I'm Chinese by descent, and the predominant rulers um, uh, were called the ethnic side is Malay, so there are some issues there, but I'm not going to go there. And so what I feel is governments should take over and start to re-educate the young. That's all. But yeah, I don't see that happening. Yeah, 100%. Thankfully, I think it gets better with every generation of people. Hope, no, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, I definitely agree with all your points. Um, but moving on to the next segment of Outside of Tottenham, it's a bit of an interesting one because it was Copa America. We're all looking forward to Giovanni Lo Celso has won a trophy. So we've got a talk oh. that has a trophy. Um, um, it, it, Messi Kane, has finally got his trophy. Uh, yeah, <sighs> poor Harry Kane. Lo Celso has waited so long. and I mean, yeah. Harry Kane has waited so long and Lo Celso just comes and sweeps up the trophy. Yeah. But um, what were your guys' thoughts? Because I'm actually Brazilian. So uh, the whole game, it was just 90 minutes of tackling Neymar. That's all I saw. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. but I mean, I'm surprised Otamendi was on the pitch still. Yeah. That was he's had like nine fouls that were clear yellow cards, 
And I was like, I don't know if you have ever saw that clip, um, or that referee that made the mistake that gave three yellow cards uh, to a player and then sent him off. Um, that's only happened like once was before. The World Cup. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it was in the World Cup. Um, I was thinking if that was going to happen again because I saw like 20 yellow cards and I wasn't seeing any reds coming out of the pocket. But what were your guys' thoughts on the final? Because obviously I think it's heartbreaking for me uh, as being a part Brazilian by marriage. But um, yeah, well, I mean, we've lo- I've lo- I saw my team lose two finals in one weekend. Um, it's great preparation for Tottenham next season. But... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's gonna. It's like a bit of a fire drill. Um, but Kieran, what are your what are your thoughts on the Copa America final? Oh, so I love Copa America. I watch every edition of it. Great tournament. I love South American football. Um, I I am a little more of an Argentina fan, and not because I have any tie to Argentina. Uh, I I just love the way Argentinians play football. I, one of the reasons I loved Mauricio Pochettino is because of his style of football, that kind of Marcelo Bielsa, uh, high press, very energetic possession football. I love that stuff. So I, I, I like watching teams like Boca Juniors and, you know, when they play River Plate, that stuff is awesome. So, yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, loved the final. I'm really happy for Messi because when it comes to the Messi-Ronaldo debate, I've always been team Messi. I just love watching him play. I think he's absolutely fantastic. The things he does with the ball are incomprehensible to us mere mortals. So, yeah, just really happy he got his trophy. And the game was, yeah, it was chippy. It was chippy for sure. It was it was very physical as all Brazil-Argentina games are. There's a big-time rivalry there. Um and yeah, the referee did not control the game well at all. Um, but you know, <laughs> oh, you got a Boca kit. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, That's it's great. A, a classic kit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eugene, Eugene, what are your thoughts on the Cup of America final? Mm, to tell the truth, right, uh, it gave me quite a culture shock. You see, it looked more like a rugby game than final, <laughs> a football game. Every time Neymar got the ball. The only thing they wanted to do was just to bring him down. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that, Akira? You watched the match too, right? Oh, he oh, was yeah. brought down so many times until that. And it was so funny. Every time he gets brings that he will get I mean, because Neymar plays in Europe and he, he gets brought down, he expects a card. But every time he gets brought down, the referee doesn't even show a card. Until I think he just got okay. If I go down and if they kick me in the legs or even if they kick me in the face, I'm gonna get a card. They, 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 the referee's not going to cut them, so uh, the play went on. And so uh, for the Copa America final, I think what it emulated a bit of the England-Italy game, you know? Argentina yeah. got the early goal, and Argentina just sat back and defended and just kicked the legs out of everybody, right? And that's one thing the English team couldn't do, you know? If the English team played like the Argentinian team, right, we would have won that. We would have won the Euros even in normal time, not even extra time, right? Just kick the hell out of the legs, right? But you can't do that in Europe. You start doing that, you see all the red cards and the yellow cards all flying all over the place. Uh, like what you said, uh, good for Messi to get at least one international trophy after all the club trophies that he's gotten, right? And somehow or another, La Celso has got a cup this time, okay? So... Maybe we should give him a chance. Uh, maybe Nuno might do something special with him. Yeah, let's see what happens no. there. 
Yeah, not Kieran, only did he not see, just get it. I see a... you have something to say, Kieran, so I'm <laughs> gone. I uh, just say not only did he win the cup, but he was great in this tournament. If yes. you guys watched some of the other Argentina games, Lo Celso was oh, he was so nice on the ball. Some of his passes, these incisive passes, exactly bellissimo as the as the Italians would say. But, it, it was just it was just amazing. He was a really good player in this. Just as long as he doesn't get injured, that's okay. That's why. He's <laughs> yeah, good. yeah. Emiliano Martinez was also fantastic this tournament. Oh yeah, that I was man. Thinking, we should get Martinez to replace Loris. Yeah, did you see the penalty shootout against Colombia? I think it was. Yeah. He was talking oh, trash the whole penalty shootout, and then when he's when he saves like the third penalty, he just goes like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there watching the game like this guy's gonna get a yellow card. But the and best I, part was all the Arsenal fans crying on Twitter because they let him go. Oh, that guy's <laughs> mad. That guy's <laughs> mad. I, I, do you know what? That is the only thing I saw of the entire Copa America. The <laughs> Martinez thing. Um, I just didn't get a chance to watch it, but um, I was just saying before how cursed Harry Kane is because the Celso's got a trophy. It just goes to show how trained he is or, or, or cursed he is because the Celso stayed fit for the whole Copa America. So, I mean, that just, like you said, Eugene, that means first game of pre-season, uh, it'll be G- Giovanni. Is Giovanni La Celso for Argentina? Is Giovanni La Anderton for Tottenham? Um, so, uh, so we'll get La Anderton back and, and we'll see. Listen, he stayed fit. We all know he is a player. It's finding the right system for him. you got to remember the first season he was there when Dembele was dropped by Mourinho and it was his unhealthy and whatever. Lo Celso, when Kane and Son were out, practically carried us. Yeah. All right, he didn't get the goals and assists, but he's driving from midfield. And it, there is a player in there that doesn't run the ball out of play at Leeds. Uh, and stop. There, 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 there is a player there, and let's just hope we can get the best out of him. Yeah, yeah 100%. Thank you guys so much. It's been a phenomenal show today. Um, just before um, I tell you guys to say, tell your channel to the peoples, I mean, my grammar's off today. <laughs> um, to tell your tell your channel to the people watching. Um, I just wanted to say some upcoming videos coming up so tomorrow. I know I usually do only do the guests on Podspurs, um, on weekdays, but since tomorrow's gonna, I mean, David Harris said he was gonna come on. He couldn't. Since I only do normal ones on the weekdays, I guess I'm gonna do one, um, another guest one, but it won't be live. It's gonna be with David Herrick, David Harris, and Jack Konecki, um, a special one because they were two that they wanted to come on today, but they couldn't. Um, and then on Wednesday, we have the transfer special with Maddie Hayes. That's going to be a big one. Um, but yeah, Brian, where can everybody find you? I know Tottenham pretty huge channel right now, but, um, uh, and if you're subscribed to this channel, you're probably subscribed to that channel, but, um, tell your channel to the people because there's some people in my, that subscribe to my channel. They're actually from my fa- my family and they're not subscribed to your channel. Maybe they'll go over and subscribe to your channel. I'll definitely get to your house, family reunion, get on their phone, subscribe to Tottenham Away. Uh, subscribe there you to go, Sir Daniel. Six, I was just about to say, to buddy. Six, subscribe to Spurs Uation, and then good to go. But, um, yeah, tell your channel to the people. Yeah, um, we're Spurs Away. We're, we're, we're four guys, uh, me and Brian Island here in Canada and Stel and Shy back in England. Um, we do a Monday podcast, which Eugene was on today. We were talking about the Euros and... Uh, or I wasn't there, I was at work. We're going into a lot more depth. Um, on Friday, we have the two Bryans with Jack Kanicki, um, where it's the world famous home of the rant. Um, if you want to see, if you don't like Daniel Levy and you want some entertainment, trust me and trust anyone that will tell you 
I'm the place to be and Tottenham away is the place to be. Um, and we've had all the euphoria of the Euros and everything. And now, after a dark day for England, all eyes turn on our bald-headed, not-nice, disgraceful <laughs> parasite of a chairman. And, uh, yeah, if you want to hear me talk more like that, come to Tottenham away. But subscribe to these guys as well, because they are all brilliant. And, Daniel, thanks again. Yeah, 100%. Everybody, make sure you go check out Tottenham away. But, Kieran, would you like to say your channel to the people watching? Yeah, absolutely. And just thanks again for having me on. Big up to the Yid Kid. Love your channel. And I, I really appreciate having me here and having this discussion. And yeah, I mean, obviously with the England game, like there was some bad stuff that happened afterwards. But we, you know, try to keep it to the football and the good stuff and the positive stuff. Um, or even the negative stuff in football that's football related. And we can have a kick out of complaining about, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you want to if you want to hear more of what I have to say, um, you can check out my channel uh, right there. Spurs sick, uh, no spaces, and I, I've released a couple of videos. One was about Nuno and, and kind of my thoughts on him coming in as the manager, and I just released one yesterday on transfer targets. And I'd like to get set up to do some stre live streaming soon, and I'd love to have you all on. And other than that, you can find me on Wilster at THEFC Rants. I'm on there for the rant shows and uh, Persuasion TV, too. I was on Eugene's show the other morning, and I'm sure I'll be on there more often as well. So, yeah, cheers again. Thanks for having me. Again. Yeah, 100%. Make sure you guys check out Spurs Sick. Fantastic channel. I've already watched your two videos, and I love your Thank thumbnail you. of, Harry, of um, Eric Dyer going up the stands <laughs> to fight with him. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Eugene, would you like to – um, yeah. Tell your channel to the people. Sure. Uh, first of all, thanks, uh, Daniel, for having me on, and and thank thanks you for, for the support on. for 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 Sportsvision TV. You've been on most of the live streams that I've had, right? Uh, all of we them. are Asian based. Uh, all of them, yeah. Uh, yeah. We are Asian based. Uh, what we call a Spurs channel, trying to bridge the uh, Spurs uh, Asian fans with the fans of the world, right? And the rest of the world, and especially from America and the UK and all that. Uh, I usually do a Sunday 1 p.m. GMT show, and most of you guys have been on it, and we'd love to see you again, and let's see what we can do this Sunday and what's there to talk about this Sunday, right? And apart from all the banes and ills of societies, uh, football is still football, but sometimes it reflects. It reflects. Yeah, definitely, everybody go. Yeah, Brian, you have something to yeah, say? Yeah, Eugene, Eugene, you need to do me a favour, mate, because it's just coming to my head now. Yeah. With that green screen there, the next time yeah. you do a live stream, you've got to get some papers and pretend you're a newsreader and go, tonight in the news. Because that, <laughs> back, news. That, 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 that backdrop, <laughs> I just think you're about to tell me the 10 o'clock news or something. I just got the green screen about my time uh, yesterday. So, And I set it up and just testing. Maybe the next time I put a different screen behind, like a stadium or something. So this oh, is the no, only picture I have. Put, yeah. put a city, yeah. put like the background of the city. And it looks yeah. like a news. Yeah, this, this is something I just picked up from my, my laptop to do it, you see. Ah, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, definitely right. go you check out Spurs yeah. Asian. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah. Thanks, when I, on Sundays, I literally have a, cam a calendar up on my wall. Um, yeah. For Monday, I do the podcast. Um, Thursday, I go on um, David Harris' channel. Uh, of all the streams that I go on Saturday night, we'll and then on Sunday, I have it pinned up 
Spurs Eurasian TV mm -hmm. in the morning. And, and it's funny, nowadays my stream goes on for at least three hours. Yeah, you always say, yeah, I remember in the beginning it was usually like one hour and then it would go up to two hours and then it's two mm -hmm. hours and 30 minutes. Now, now, it's, now it's standard hours, right? And I have to cut it because uh, of the time difference, I have to cut it because when I start at 8 p.m. my time, 1 p.m. GMT, and you guys are waking up at 8 a.m. And you know, the hop on and hop off, hop on and hop off. <laughs> And it might go up to five hours. <laughs> yeah, but I usually yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I usually wake up like really early though. I I wake yeah. up like six in the morning. I know that you always that. Yeah, I wake that up like at six it. in the morning for like. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. but 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 the thing is, it, it's it's nice because uh, we get the mixture of especially the Asian fans and the European fans and the American fans, and we all talk together, right? Yeah, it's a nice nice feeling. A very nice yeah. feeling about it. Yeah. Make sure I love you... what you said there, Yid Kid, about you having the calendar and everything. Yeah. I just gotta say, again, man, just big up to you because, like, yeah. you're so bright and talented and everything. And for your age to be so committed to everything, to have a, a schedule yeah. down and everything, I wish, yeah. I wish you, I could go back in time and have you talk to young me and tell me yeah, to get so my exactly stuff together. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and, and we, yeah. we are we are preparing him yeah. to be the owner, the the next owner of a. I want to be I a player so. before the owner. I hope yeah. so. I'll be yeah. an owner when I retire, but before I want to be a player for Tottenham. Yeah. Well, I, tell you what, I know you play football. If you get recruited by Tottenham, can I be your agent just so I can get into it? <laughs> definitely, definitely. I want, I want you to be talking to Danny face-to-face. I, I, face. I, 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 I don't want any money. Anything. I don't want any money from you. I just want the guarantee I can get in a room with Levy. This will be in my contract. I'll be, it'll be all. I literally, I'll take ten dollars a month. Ten dollars a month. <laughs> McDonald's budget. But then, but then, on the contract, I want there to be Brian Daigle sits down with Daniel Levy once a month. I want that to be on there, just so it could just uh, like I, I will take oh, it for free. Just Daniel, want, Daniel. Maybe, maybe by the time you be, by the time you reach that level and playing for Spurs, right? Maybe Levy will be gone by then. Hopefully, I, I pray to God. I meant to that. I meant to that. Although, yeah, although I kind of yeah. want to get into a room with him now. Uh, now. <laughs> yeah, but make sure you got you check out every single person on this channel. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. There's another fantastic stream, episode 15. It's already 15. I can't believe. I feels like I started this podcast yesterday, but we're already on episode 15 and growing. And thank you so much for joining the channel. Subscribe to everybody here. Subscribe to me if you haven't already. At the Ed Kid, um, like the video if you've enjoyed this video. Um, comment down below if you have any questions for me, any suggestions for a new video. I've actually got a suggestion on the last one to do a video based on the World Cup in Qatar to see um who who we think is gonna win the World Cup. So that's that's a video on my mind. Um, so you just put your recommendations in the comments below. I know somebody recommended the FIFA videos. That's why I do my FIFA career modes. Um, because you guys are the people and you guys, at the end of the day, you're the, you're the most important. So thank you so much for tuning in another podcast and I'll see you on the next one. Come on, you Spurs. Enoch out, Levy out. Come on, you Spurs. Out, Spurs.